Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 37. My name is Ron. This week I'm joined by James. Hey, that's me. And Mondo. Wait, I'm not here most of the time? Well, I'd just like to say this week because uh, you never know. We could have guests sometime. At some point we'll have a guest. And, uh, you know, we've got to keep the options open. So that's why. Um, Guys, it's been a while for us. Um, We actually took a week off because... Basically, we had nothing to talk about. Uh, neither of us had uh, seen movies, and uh, we were right on the heels of watching Star Wars, and so we just decided to just take a week off and uh, come back, and we got plenty of stuff to talk about this week, so we got a great show for you. Uh, but aside from that, what have you been up to, guys? Uh, let's see. Two weeks ago, uh, me and my girlfriend and a coworker from work uh, brought along his girlfriend. We went over to uh, the slide bar down in Fullerton for the Frosty, Heidi, and Frank show, Rain Beer Games. There's their second annual Rain Beer Games. Basically, they do their radio show in front of a live audience. And this thing started at 6 a.m. And of course, guys, they were serving alcohol. So me being the unresponsible adult that I am, I ate nothing. Uh, me and my oh girlfriend boy. and my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk at 6 a.m. <laughs> Uh, the show was great. Uh, I like listening to these guys. They're on 95.5 KLOS here in LA. So if you guys are, you know, on the road, so to speak, if your guys aren't listening to us while you're downloading our podcast, you know, give them a shot. They're pretty funny. Uh, overall, uh, great stuff. We had a shot of Malort. This is a li- uh, hard liquor from Chicago. And let me tell you guys, they have this uh, option where, you know, it's free. You can do it or not. My friend Walter was like, hey, man, you know what? It's, it's, re- it's really cool. Uh, the shot is really, really bad. So they have a shot of you before you take the shot and then after. You know, I'm like, all right, sounds pretty cool. Let me tell you, this alcoholic liquor, whatever, I'm like just trying to think about it. It's just messing my head up. So bad. I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> What's it taste like? Um, I'm going to go with what my girlfriend said. It's like uh, perfume in your mouth. <laughs> oh, what's yeah. the proof on it? Is it a high alcohol percentage, or is it just that it's a terrible flavor? It's just and how a does she know flavor. how perfume tastes like? That's a good question. So I actually <laughs> asked her. She's like, "Shut up, babe." I was like, "All right, <laughs> I'll leave it be." <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a horrible, horrible shot. But uh, you know what? Um, I hopefully uh, they will do this again next year, guys, and maybe we can go and take you know a free shot of that. Mobile. Well, here's the important question: Did you make it to the Wall of Fame there? No, I did not. They didn't take a picture of you? Uh, you know what? I think they did, but uh, I was kind of already out of it. I don't know if <laughs> I gave them my email or my girlfriend gave them their, you know, her email. Something must have happened because all I know is I took the shot and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll walk away from that. <laughs> uh, James, what have you been up to? <laughs> Uh, nothing recently, just went bowling, haven't done so in many, many years, and I can still hit a little bit of uh, above ha- uh, 100, so oh, nice. that's uh, above average, uh, but not very yes, good. So Hey, that's I'm, good in I'm my book. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've hit 100 once in my whole life, so I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> you should see my form. Everyone uh, uh, talks a lot of ish about it, but... Which we should try one day. Do you kind of go like two hands under in between your legs type of thing? <laughs> like the Brent Ferry's Grandma, dad? Grandma <laughs> style? No, I, I tend to like launch the ball. So it doesn't even hit the ground. Like it literally like arcs and hits the the lane before it starts rolling. 
People oh, think wow. I'm I'm denting the 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 wood, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> hey, I still bought a hundred, right? I still got a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, this I gotta see though. We we should make a bro night. Yeah, I'll be down. All right. Well, as for myself, I don't think I did much. Been shopping for gifts and just getting ready for the holidays. Busy with work. Hoping to take a little bit of time off uh, after the holidays, but uh, what holiday are you speaking of? Well, Christmas, but you know, there's also Hanukkah and Festivus, and who knows what, whatever you celebrate, that's no Kwanzaa. problem with me. And yeah, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa bro, you forgot yeah. about Kwanzaa. Yeah, forgot about Kwanzaa. So I say holidays to be all inclusive. Yes. Um, okay. Well, guys, last week we went to see Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh, and that indie movie. Yeah, that, that small little, little, little. indie movie. <laughs> So I, I want to give people the preference here that I feel like we want to talk about spoilers and we just want to be completely free to talk about whatever we want on it uh, because I do feel like there's a lot to cover here. And Definitely. so maybe we can put that in the show notes. Uh, like if you don't want to hear spoilers, we can note the minutes of when we'll go on to the next subject. So James, make a note of that, please. But just this is your warning. We will be spoiling Star Wars The Last Jedi. I repeat, we will be spoiling Star Wars The Last Jedi. Just in case, you know, sometimes you walk away from your speaker and, and you don't hear it the first time and I got to repeat it for people. So I, I got to tell you, um, this extra week has given me time to just kind of digest the movie and realize that this movie has been apparently pretty polarizing and the critics, not the critics, but the fan score for on Rotten Tomatoes is not doing so well. I believe it's like at just above 50% or something like that. I think and it's like those hardcore fans that are just, I think with this type of movie, there's too many. It's like, it's a lose lose situation for at least the hardcore fans. Anyway, it's kind of like the force awakens a lot of the, you know, quote unquote fans claimed it was too much like a new hope which they started to bag on that for. And then this particular movie, in my opinion, it totally went another direction that probably what they're expecting. And it was kind of different yeah, than maybe what they wanted. And that ended up not being to their liking as well. So I don't know, man. No well, way can't, it can't make everybody happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is true. This is true. Well, so let's start about talking about what we liked. So I love this movie. Um, I love the look of it, uh, especially on the final planet. And it's kind of, you see it referenced in, in the movie posters. Kites um, or something like that? Kites? Yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. what it's called. But it has this amazing thing where, like, it's a dusty planet. But whenever they kind of remove the dust, it looks just this bright color red and makes for some very amazing it's, scenes. It's a mineral planet, I guess, is based on yes. all, made yeah. of salt. Made of yeah. salt. So it's not necessarily dust, but it's salt. So <laughs> dust. I, I like that aspect of it. I like salty dust. I like just the dynamic between Kylo and Ray. I like uh, this aspect of Luke kind of being a flawed individual that he failed at training Kylo Ren, and he feels like he doesn't have a lot of faith in the Jedi and what they represent. And I like that kind of speech that he was giving where he basically says that we had, we, we were so sort of overconfident in our abilities that we failed to see, you know, Anakin Skywalker falling from grace mm -hmm. right in front of us. And, and that we kind of called all the thing. And I love that. It was just like this. Yes, because that was a huge problem with those movies is that this kid is acting up right in front of you. And uh, you, you don't see that, you know, potential to take you down. And, 
So I really like that. It really humanized him and made it really interesting to see. And it didn't just make it a carbon copy of, I thought that Ray was going to come to this planet and she was just going to receive her training in the same fashion. So it was just really interesting to see all that. Pretty much and, empire, right? You're kind of expecting the empire of this. Uh, I, I really was, um, you know, which was go to a planet, get trained, and then maybe the training's cut short because of something that you have to do. And it didn't quite go down like that. And so I appreciated that for it. And, um, so a lot of time also given to the supporting characters, uh, probably most scenes we've seen from uh, Carrie Fisher or as, as Leia just, uh, and it was kind of uh, heartbreaking to see her in this role, but uh, I, I really like this movie. So, you know, I'll let you guys get a chance to speak as well. So uh, what, did, what did you guys think or what did you like best of it? Mondo, go ahead. Um, uh, um, Benicio Del Toro's character was awesome. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Kind of a uh, cool backstabber character we got there. And mm, like I said, guys, uh, I wanted this movie to settle in for me because first I I liked it. But then when I started started to think about it, you know, I'm like, "Ah, there's a couple of things that could have been tweaked. Um, I do understand why these uh, fanboys get all upset. Uh, It's not the movie they liked. But I think it's a movie we all needed. It's it's refreshing. Uh, the way that they... It's not a spin, but the direction that they're heading into is very interesting. Uh, I do feel that there are some flaws, and we'll get into that later. Um, but overall, I don't want to say, hey, this is a great movie or compared to anything else. It's enjoyable, and you know what? It's worth the price of admission. I'm, uh, I'm going <laughs> to say it right there. I'm going to say I found this movie... Uh, a great Star Wars movie. Um, I believe while there is nitpicks and flaws uh, that even I admit, uh, the overall movie itself overshadowed, like the greatness of it overshadowed all those flaws that are in there. Um, One of the greatest things I liked about this is, one, it's very diverse in terms of its cast, Uh, even just the sub side characters, the little small characters that are here and there, Uh, a lot of diversity and a lot of acts of heroism. Um, just right from the get-go, that opening uh, war scene. Actually, that's another great thing. This felt more the most war-like of all Star Wars uh, movies, and that's that opening battle with the with the bombing run. Yes. Uh, it was so. It's like I totally even forgot about it because the rest of the movie was so good that that first battle kind of got forgotten, and that was so well shot and well uh, well directed, well played, especially oh, yeah. with. Um, a person of color making a heroic act. Just everything about it, it pretty much uh, subsided all expectations. When you think this movie's going one way, it kind of swir- like sweeps the rug, un- uh, rug under you and swerves you with another. Um, probably one of my favorite spot, uh, like you know, parts is when uh, you, you know, major spoiler, nowhere in spoiler talk uh, is when Kylo turns on Snoke. And when that happens, it, it ended up uh, resulting in one of the, the coolest fight scenes in all of the series with the Red Guards. But then he, you end up thinking that he's going to turn uh, a good guy, turn face. But in reality, he's just doing that just to take the throne. And that was a cool little twist on that. All Everything, uh, uh, even the side characters with Commander Holden, you think you, you may, they made you think she's kind of a bad guy initially. Uh, but she ended up, you know, withholding information uh, for specific reasons. And she also makes a, a, a humongous heroic act, which was probably one of the coolest scenes 
and holy crap moments in the the movie that light speed um sequence yeah yeah and everything with luke was great uh the last battle just beautifully shot i, I find there's that a wallpaper-esque uh shot where it has kylo facing off with uh, Luke and is just facing off with each other. You know what's really and, and you know what's really crazy when that that you know when that one scene that blew everyone's mind where it was just a forced astral projection. Um, supposedly, if you were to watch that movie again, uh, since we have yet to get chance to, uh, they gave clues about that. So basically, the the throughout the whole scene with Luke uh, on that planet, you never see him leave red foot uh, footmarks. Yeah, that's and, what I've heard. And another thing that should have given it away, but we were so focused on how badass the movie is. And trying to get it. No, no, not the beard. Um, the the lightsaber. He's carrying a blue lightsaber, which is his dad, which is just broke in the scene before when it was Kylo versus Rey, when his his saber is actually green. Um, so that was kind of a another giveaway, but it was so subtly in there that uh, that was that's kind of a nice touch, I thought. Um, and what was cool about this movie? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you didn't see because uh, I just kind of noticed something when he makes his first appearance is that he looks really young. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's something yes. wrong with his beard. That, you, like, you're right, Mondo. You're right. 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 He looks he looked different. He, uh, he has he a trim of his haircut yeah. and he looks a little exactly. younger. Like, yeah. Where did he get these clippers? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they, they explain all that. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. And then you kind of put the two, two, two together. It's like maybe he made himself look like this because uh, this is probably the last time how Kylo saw him or how Leia saw him, how he looked. Or maybe he just didn't want to uh, present himself to his sister how he is because he's kind of like a broken, wilted man. And um, that yeah, was a very, image very about cool. him being a hero. Yeah. And that was a very cool touch. But everything about this is so well shot. Um I do have a few nitpicks and flaws, but like I mentioned, it didn't uh, detract the uh, the whole rest of the movie for me. I well, personally thought this is probably the best uh, of all of them to me. Let's talk about some of those things. I think what I think people are having some issues with is you mentioned that it has a lot of twists, and it does. And mm. probably one of the bigger ones is how all the theories that people had time in these three years since Force Awakens uh, <laughs> to find out who Snoke is and who his raised parents are, they basically said, you know what? That's not even important. Yep, and they pretty much threw it out the window. Yep. <laughs> yeah. and so while I was okay with that for Ray, yeah. I would have loved to see a little more explanation of how Snoke rose to power, how he mm. got his Force powers. He seemed to be very powerful. Um, but but they killed him, and looks can be deceiving. Looks can be deceiving. I can guarantee you, uh, that there's probably some. It's either gonna be like in a comic book version or form, or a visual novel or book, uh, detailing those events. Probably something that's prior to, uh, the Force Awakens even on on his character. I guarantee you. Yeah, because yeah. like they they've been doing that already after the Force Awakens, where they explain more of Poe Dameron and where he came from, all that. But that was through comic book form. And where, like, you know, so-and-so has been during this time. So you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be an expanded, uh, this expanded universe compared to the last expanded universe. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that was pointed out in a podcast, I won't take credit for noticing it, but uh, they said that the scene in the casino, it really slowed down the movie. And I do agree with that, especially because it didn't end up paying off for those characters. Um, it just seemed like it was from a different movie almost, you know? I think it was there to set up, 
uh, specifically that last scene. Like they couldn't get rid of this subplot simply just to pay off that final shot of the movie with the kids, uh, the slave kids or, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, that for me was the same thing. It was uh, the weakest pl- subplot. I th- there's like a few subplots in this movie. Definitely the C subplot out of the three or four subplots that's going on at the same time. Yeah, it was just a kind of, you know, bang, 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 so to speak. And the, uh, you know, the animal handlers, you know, not the child slaves because we can't jump to conclusions. But, um, you know, the animal handler kids were, uh, were, were to me, I could have done without. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe just half of the casino scene, just get in and get out, you know, yeah. and that's it. Because yeah. like you said, basically it, they kept it there to set up the the final scene. But I think like Ron said, it just dragged on a little bit too much for me. I think that's why we got the two hours and 30 minutes. Well, the only good thing about that that I saw is I like it when Benicio Del Toro is uh, showing Quirky. him... No, 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 not th- well. He was a little over the top, uh, maybe a little too much. But uh, when he was showing him that, look, these rich people are selling oh, weapons yeah. and vehicles yeah. to both sides of the fight, and it's one of those realities of war that you don't often see touched upon in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. True that, yeah. and then the, the, the those scenes, at least uh, for me, anyways, while it was the weakest subplot, at least provided a lot of the humor in the movie. Uh, so it it while it definitely could have been cut down a little bit at least it was uh they added humor in there rather than just being a bore well and that is some people's controversy with it is that they feel like they relied a little too much on the jokes and i will say that i like some of them but not all of them landed well for me especially at the beginning with the sort of crank call it kind of took away from the gravity of the moment or is all uh, very very modern uh very modern humor like the dirt yeah. off the shoulder yeah <laughs> Actually, I, I didn't mind it at all because it was very quick and all that. But you're watching a uh, uh, Disney movie. So pretty much uh, all these Marvel slash Star Wars, all this property nowadays are going to be injected full of these uh, these comedic elements, or at least just to lighten things up. Uh, for example, Thor, that's like a complete turnaround from the last yeah. Thor's. It's uh, full of, you know, not every uh, joke in that hits, but there it was just it was still implemented very well, in my opinion. So there's one more, I think, issue that I had a problem with was the ending with Luke um, passing away. I wasn't clear on why that happened to him. If he did sort of overexert himself with his power, they never really showed it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there was a part of me that was like, oh, boy, we're going to see the greatest force powers you're ever going to see. I'm talking about... Adats being being ripped in half because I remember this comic book Dark Forces or Dark Empire I believe it is from uh, the nineties in which Luke did that in one of the panels and he ripped apart uh, Adat Walker and I was like oh my god we're gonna see these you know all his years of perfecting his Jedi powers are gonna come to pass um, but nope. it didn't quite happen that way and but I still like that he outsmarted this uh, villain but ultimately I would have liked a little more explanation on what exactly happened to him. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, I mean, it probably would have shown that if he was actually on the planet, uh, but he wasn't. So he was there just to stall uh, or to, you know, let the the rest of the rebellion uh, escape. So he he still had his heroic moments. And you're right, that uh, last shot of him just fading away, I think it was just my interpretation is that he kind of did what Obi-Wan did in uh, New Hope, uh, where he didn't necessarily get killed by Vader. He, like, 
gave himself up to the force and then you know let himself go uh like it wasn't yeah, I guess Yoda to Yoda looked like he literally went to sleep and died. Yeah. Well, because of old age, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but I give up. Uh, but like in Obi, like in New, I would say it's closer to New Hope because he just force disappeared rather than getting slashed by actual Vader. Um, there's no body or anything. So I, I took it that way. And I think maybe the reason why it exerted him so much with the force, because uh, remember like when his conversation with Ray that he's been, you know, uh, out of the force for so long or trying to avoid, you know, being part of that. And he's, he's kind of in the, off the grid in terms of, of the, of all the, these things. That's why he didn't feel Han dying, uh, all that stuff compared to Leia. She felt it in the last movie. So I'm assuming it's him just finally getting back into it. And he just did to use too much, or he ended up doing the Obi-Wan style of, uh, just giving himself up. That was how I took it in terms of my interpretation. So what do you think about Mary Poppins Leia? Well, that was a little bit like you never had any indication that she had um, that force. type of ability. Well, well she's always I had the force. She, so. I knew she had the or force because powers. it, it was referred to like the force runs strong in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never had a clue as far as what she could do. So right. while while I don't put that out of the range of things that a Jedi can do, I just didn't – we didn't know that she could. And so it just seems so like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you can do that. But that was, <laughs> but that was, was cool because it was a surprise that she did know at least some certain aspects of the Force enough to keep her alive, which was nice. Yeah. And uh, and also the, just the fact that they didn't choose to kill her off, right? Like they don't yeah. – oftentimes this happens when actors pass away. They find a way to – you know, kill them off in the movie. Uh, but they were like, no, this is not going to ruin what we originally had planned for this movie. And uh, I don't know how they're going to deal with it in the yeah. next one. It's kind of looked like they put themselves in the corner. What, how I see this movie set up was where um, the whole portion of Kylo not being able to shoot his mom. I was thinking that in the ninth movie uh, that they would, ha- it would be like a final showdown between the mom and Kylo Ren. As like he still has that love for her, so she's the only one that can get like you know be there and actually end him or like you know stop him if he needs to be. That's that's where I felt like it was leading, but I don't know how they're gonna do it with uh, Carrie Fisher being gone. Fan theories, here we go, baby. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it seems like each mo- of these new movies was for one of the classic cast, right? So the right. first one was. You know, Han Solo's movie, this was Luke's movie, and that would have been Leia's movie. So it's unfortunate, and I, I have no idea where they're going to go right. with this. What's kind of yeah. nice about this movie that it felt kind of complete, uh, not so much uh, fan theory of questions that were brought up in this movie, but more fan theories of what's Nine going to be about now that how how uh, the way this ended. It didn't end like Empire where it was just a cliffhanger and uh, the bad guys won. Technically, I guess they kind of won, but uh, not really. Uh, they look, you know, everyone left that they were still, they're still, a lo- you know, they're still that little splinter sac- section. They they released the the whatever the the call to the outer rims for assistance. They never came, but you know, they might be eventually coming and reform the rebellion. So who knows? They're hanging by a thread, and you know what? Episode nine is going to expand on that. So, like you said, we just got to wait. Yeah, we'll see. Are there any other nitpicks that you guys have with the movie? Ooh, let me see. Where's my list? No, I'm just <laughs> 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 No, I guess because, um, you know what? I actually uh, talked to a few of my friends at work and uh, they got to see the movie. And 
again, this goes to the like the the hardcore base, you know, I guess the guys who go to Rotten Tomatoes and make up that uh, low score for the movie is just that they felt like this was way too uh, modernized, you know, with the whole um, there's a lot of explosions, there's big battles. And two, one out of the two friends said uh, the same as uh, James, you know, he agreed like, hey, it's great. The other just kind of said like, no, you know, Star Wars movies are about the the plot the story you start to develop and start going somewhere he just felt that it was somewhat rushed like you didn't have time for phasma snoke you know died quickly you know and they're all good points but um at the end of the day guys you know I, I, like i told him it's a movie we're gonna go out and watch it we're gonna criticize in the end did you have fun did you enjoy it yeah. yes but but hey everybody's gonna have an opinion and you know what I think that's what this movie does well. It creates everybody, it gives everybody an opinion. It gives everybody a chance to uh, let their voices be heard. And I think they did a great job, you know? <laughs> well, technically that should be for any movie you watch. You should have your own opinion. And... You shouldn't be following everything, everybody else's. Uh, but this is such a, a major pop culture event. I guess everyone exactly. has a take. Well, that's why. Yeah. Well, I think the last thing I want to say is that um, we saw it in 3D and I didn't care for it too much. And I do felt like it was taking me out of the experience. I felt like it made it look like it was on a playset, um, <laughs> you know, and so I do want to rewatch this movie. And so the, I definitely want to watch it in 2D for my second run and have that nice comparison for it. How's your calendar looking like? <laughs> How's my what? your calendar looking like right now well we'll figure out a day to watch it but uh <laughs> i definitely want to stress to watch 2d i mean did you guys mind the 3d or is it just me no uh, I, I didn't i didn't mind it at all yeah it seemed fine yeah okay. i didn't, it didn't detract me from the experience uh and it was actually wasn't bad the 3d actually wasn't bad at all uh just nothing that mind-blowing or anything like that yeah Okay, well, that's our review of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, the spoiler talk ends now. No more spoilers, and that's that's that. All right, well, um, I got a chance to see Lady Bird, and I know you guys talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and Amando saw it, and I just want to... No, uh, so I just wanted to add that I also like this movie. Um, it got a ton of Golden Globe nominations, and it's just a really good movie that captures the experience of what it's like to go to high school um, at the early 2000s, and more specifically, a Catholic high school. I went to a Catholic high school, so it brought a lot of memories back for me in terms of what it's like. And uh, it just, I do feel like it's a very true representation of what it's like to be in high school and the issues that you deal with. And even though I'm not a, a, a woman or a girl, in, like it was in this movie, I still felt that, yeah, these are issues that people deal yeah. with as teenagers and, and you can totally identify with it. Yeah, you felt that connection. And I felt uh, this movie did a great job on doing that, just capturing the audience's attention. And, you know, not only that, you know, just basically, you know, growing up in a family, middle class family, working class struggling to pay you know just the bills and you can see you know the the hardships that they're going through uh, the relationship between uh, her and her mother her and her dad her brother and you know his i guess they're married and they're living at home as well so you know a, a lot of uh real world real world aspects you know that hit close to home with this movie yeah, that's not something that you normally see in movies. Uh, oftentimes, everyone has it made or they live in a beautiful yeah. house. Uh, but this is showing you what it's like to just grow up and, you know, you're trying to make ends meet. You got to shop at the thrift shop to get your clothes. And, 
you got to make decisions on where the money is spent. So I, I like that aspect of it a lot. And there's nothing wrong with going to a thrift shop, you know, or a Target. No, here and nothing there. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So James, I would highly recommend this to you or anyone else that wants to see a nice low-key movie. And it's not really like a, a heavy plot. It's just what it's like to live a, about a year in time of being a teenager. Yeah. All right. And uh, did anyone else get a chance to see any movies? I got to see this movie called Detroit. It's the latest Catherine Bigelow joints who did uh, Zero Dark Thirty and Her Locker. Um, it's a, this movie's about uh, the, the 1967 Detroit riots. It doesn't really talk about the riots, but it, uh, the events that happened in the movie uh, it surrounds this event. Uh, I'm sorry, the riots surround this event uh, that happened at this hotel called the Algiers Hotel, where these racist cops uh, uh, mistakenly think that there's a sniper go uh, in this building, so they go in there. But uh, it's it's occupied by uh, a large quantity of uh, African and, and black Af- African American and black males in there. And uh, this time, you know, as you know, this time period isn't very well uh, for. Um, those people, especially uh, with these um, white men in power, especially as the police. So very uh, gripping drama. It's going to infuriate you a lot <laughs> in terms of uh, the stuff that uh, that happens. I, I was never aware of this um, event that took place during these riots. And it's a quite interesting watch, but you got to have to be in the mood for it. It's kind of heavy. So give me yeah, the heads this up. Is the one with uh, John Boyega? Yes, yeah. speaking of Last Jedi, he is in there definitely, and also um, uh, Falcon from uh, from the Marvel movies. He's in there as well, and uh, John Krasinski. If you watch The Office, all right, yeah, I definitely want to check out that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, um, well, none of us got a chance to see anything new. Actually, I did um, pop on one episode of Marvel Agents of Shield, James. The new season, I'm intrigued. I'm going to continue to watch it, but uh, yeah, I'll it's wait. cool, right? Like, like, what's going on? <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah, it's why interesting. Are they in space? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll I'll talk about more later when I see more episodes. Okay. Just a quick uh quick question: Was it? See, it wasn't too hard for you to get back into. You already know well. I went ahead and uh, watched a bunch of summaries on YouTube of uh, okay. the prior season. And uh, it did a good job of, of one one a clip was basically you know how they have the previously on it collected yeah. all of those from the entire season. Oh, nice! <laughs> so you got to know like what happened to uh, Ghost Rider and then the LMD yes. stuff. Uh, ah, yeah. cool. So yeah, it was that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into some video games, guys. Uh, Mondo, let's start with you. What have you been playing? Ooh, just started Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I got this game about two weeks ago, and I just popped it into my Nintendo Switch. Um, It's really interesting. Uh, There's a lot of dialogue in the beginning of this game. I mean, it's dialogue heavy. Sounds like a JRPG. Oh, yeah, (laughs) because it is. (laughs) Uh, Voice acting is great. Uh, I'm using the – I wish there was a Japanese – track and i can just read the subtitles but i'm enjoying the english uh dub um you got some uh, english voice acting there Uh, literally pretty much uh they're english from uh jolly old england and so far so good i really have to play this game on my television set because the hud is hard to see when i'm playing it on the go and it's really difficult for me because i have I'm, i'm just 
staring at my system like too hard and it's hurting my eyes uh battle system is really easy to understand basically you just hit one button you know uh your special abilities charge over time it's it's really simplistic and i like that it's it makes the game uh, even more enjoyable like you don't have to figure out these insane tactics i'm pretty sure that'll come uh within you know after hours i'm playing the game but so far i'm liking this game great visuals but i Definitely highly recommend, uh, I'm speaking for myself, just trying to play this game on a bigger screen because I'm just squinting a little too much because the HUD is it's just a little too small for my taste. Yeah, there's a ton of text on screen, right? They, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just uh, bad for my eyes. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm enjoying this game. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go uh, lose myself for a couple of more hours. After we do this podcast, maybe, or we can play a little PUBG game All of right. the year. Game well, of well, the year. well, speaking of which, thank you for the transition, Mondo. Okay, guys, I have not spoken to you in detail about year. this game, but I already know, and I want to hear how this is the greatest game ever, <laughs> and it's so good, and I'm missing out by not playing this game. And Keep meantime, missing out by not playing. Meantime, I'm hearing Keep a words. ton of reports about how this game is busted up that the frame rate is broken and it's practically unplayable. And so please tell me how I'm wrong or how these guys are. Maybe it's been fixed. I have no idea. So tell me how awesome is this game and why it's so awesome. Well, when you're wrong, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but to be fair, I don't, I can't speak for anyone that's on the Xbox original one. Uh, That's where I hear most of the reports of the game being broken. Uh, But as of, you know, a few days ago, there has been a patch that uh, drastically improved the frame rate for them. I can only so you did notice the difference originally. I don't know. Oh, I don't no, have no, to... that's on the no, that's on the original Xbox. I was referring to original Xbox. On the original Xbox. Yeah, I wasn't referring to uh, Xbox One well, X. So, fair enough. Uh, it's been perfectly fine on the X uh, ever since. There, it does have a lot of jank, and in terms of uh, the frame rate, it only gets a little choppy when you're in the plane. And uh, dropping down, but once you're on foot, it's perfectly fine and stabilizes. However, I heard on the original Xbox, it got pretty bad even when you landed. So I uh, heard that's been ironed out. Uh, apparently, it must have been fine because the person I play with, along with Mondo, is playing it on the original Xbox, and he's been playing fine. He's doing fine, uh, getting more kills than I can do. So uh, <laughs> sounds like they're slowly getting getting it into shape. It did have a pretty rocky launch in that it was overloaded in terms of their servers kind of expected that so it took a little bit to get uh to get going but i'm honestly very happy for this success of this indie game um apparently already made a million dollars just in 48 hours and well deserved it's a great game this this is this concept uh is something you can't get anywhere in any game uh other than fortnite which is uh, right now in this current state of uh, the more polished of the two games. That, but it's definitely, I don't feel it's as fun as uh, uh, Player Unknown's Play Battleground. Why but, is it not as fun? Uh, the Fortnite is is more kind of the, the arcadey version of uh, of of PUBG. So basically, it's it's very colorful. Uh, the graphics are very good, by the way, on Fortnite in comparison. Um, 
but it's more of a cartoon look to it. The the weapons and the things you can do into it is less uh, less detailed. For example, in Fortnite, uh, you just really pick up weapons and resources. That's all you really do, and then you kill the other people. And you can build stuff too. To uh, that's their main thing is there that you have the ability to build things and ma- and grind uh, ma- manage resources. It's a totally opposite style of game to PUBG. Even though the mode is the same thing, the same concept, but the actual gunplay and everything is in PUBG. It's a little bit more realistic. I would say the closest thing I can relate to is Ghost Recon and uh, style of the shooter. But uh, how it works in PUBG is um, you come down in with zero anything. So you pretty much in your skivvies or just your you have no no guns, none of that. And when you get down, you have to actually go around and look for the weapons and loot and your armor. Uh, so that's what makes it a lot more detailed. And not only do you get that stuff, you can find attachments for your guns. You can find um, different ammo types. Uh, yeah, there's there's vehicles in this game. PUBG doesn't have. I'm sorry, Fortnite does not have that. Fortnite's maps is also a lot smaller. Um, so those games tend to go a, little, a lot quicker than let's say PUBG. PUBG's map is uh, quite huge, and uh, the level of intensity this game can get into is uh, is pretty crazy. And because it's less uh, less cartoony and stylistic, it has kind of uh, the real world ish kind of look and tone. It it feel it's easier to like hide and stuff like that, or like uh, d- like if I'm getting shot from a distance, I can drop down in in the hayfield where I'm in, and they won't be able to see me. Um, and the shooting is very similar to like I mentioned Ghost Recon, so there's a little bit of bullet drop, um, and you also have to manage resources such as weapons. It's nothing nothing is as satisfying as killing one person in that game. You can go through multiple games without killing one person, uh, uh, but. I don't know. It, it's just hard to explain the game type because every match is going to be different, and it's and you you always have different plans, and sometimes you don't have a plan for the plan that, that failed that you thought of doing initially. Uh, for example, Mondo and I we initially wanted to drop in the ruins. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which tends to have generally good stuff in there. Uh, the loot is always randomly generated, so never it's never going to be the same thing. Um, and when we get there, we don't realize, oh, maybe there's like another six guys going down there too. So what do we do now? Like, oh, we need a backup plan to uh, uh, regroup somewhere else because it's kind of hard to land at the same exact spot as well because you have to uh, parachute down and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's 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 hard to it's hard to explain, but you can see why all these media outlets and all these podcasts has been talking about it throughout the whole year. And this game is still in a early access state, and that's how good it is. Is that uh, uh, it's 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 like this without even being fully out, and it can only get better from here. And I know that these uh, the frame rate issues can will eventually get better, and the graphics and such. But the core core loop and the gameplay gameplay loop of this game is what is like its driving force. And I honestly don't think it's something that's for you, Ron. I think you would be more into the Fortnite style of of the battle royale mode because it's a lot, lot simpler, a lot more um, arcadey. Uh, this one, there's no you know no aim assist, so you're pretty much solely on uh, your right stick skills in comparison no. to no thanks. Uh, <laughs> compared to Fortnite, where it's a lot of those guns are more uh, like huge radius. Um, uh, what do you call it? The reticle. So you're more likely to hit people uh, in that game. Yeah. But 
this one I quite enjoy, and there's a reason why it's as popular as it is, and I have fully fallen into that. That's We're awesome. not trying to deter you from the game, Ron. I mean, you should give it a look regardless. Um, it's better when you play with people, especially, you know, your bros. Um, it's it's funny. I, I think this game, not only if you're serious, great, but if you're just looking to have a good time, <laughs> mess around, uh, there's a lot of good moments. There's a lot of uh, hilarious moments with you and your friends. Uh, we got into this vehicle, uh, one of our friends uh, on Xbox Live, his name is Goose48. You know, he, we get on the car, he's driving and, you know, it's just funny because he says something like, oh, why is the uh, the floor changing? And he like bolts us off a cliff, drives us off a cliff and we go in the ocean or in the river. Yeah, there's a lot of hilarity. Yeah. So <laughs> there's so much replay value to this. Uh, like James said, there's um, so many aspects to this game where it's, it's never the same. Um, although the uh, core gameplay is there, but... Just the overall uh, situations that you get yourself into is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, once we once we were playing a little bit longer, I mean, a car came out of nowhere because <laughs> I was I was kind of busy looking at my map. You know, runs me down back and forth, and I didn't appreciate that. But it's it's like these little things, you know, that that make this game unique and worth yeah. talking about. So it, could, it brings up a lot yeah, of but, like if funny moments like recordable very broad like very stream friendly things that happen to it for example we mondo and i ran into this house trying to loot for for guns this is right when we dropped so we have literally nothing and then we didn't realize there's this guy that's been camping in there waiting for us to come in but he only had handgun and he missed us all the shots completely (laughs) and then like he realized that Oh man, he's outnumbered now. Even though we don't have weapons, we just started chasing him down uh, by foot, them. and we just like punched him to death. <laughs> so that was that was pretty hilarious because he was trying to run really far, trying to get away from us because he couldn't, he didn't have a plan of what to do if he missed us, and he totally uh, uh, failed. And what's nice is that when you kill these guys, you jack their stuff. So or you don't take everything, but you take what you need. Um, but yeah, it's very in depth. Uh, I quite enjoy this uh, a lot, and I can't wait to see how it is when it's fully done and by now. Cause uh, for, I can really, think I can best relate it to is like Fortnite and it's uh, in it's how it is now. It's so much different from when the battle Royale mode first came out back like in August or July. It's so much more in depth and fully featured compared to how it was when it first came out. So I can only imagine three months or two months down the line now, how much this is going to improve on this particular game. Let me ask you this. Uh, there's no respawning in this game. What happens if you're one of the very first people to get killed? What do you do in the meantime? You spectate your buddies and wish them good luck. <laughs> and communicate. Okay, be like, like, oh, did you see that guy walk over there? That's like right. playing SOCOM back in the PS2 days. You're right. Like so like that's well. That's why it makes uh, that game is so intense because you cannot, you can't respawn. So you have to make sure your moves are calculated and you're making the right like plans and. You know, have to because like, uh, let's say you come up to a house, but you see its door open. Does that mean there's a guy still in there? You don't know. It's it's uh, there's always that level of um, anticip- like anxiety uh, just going into any building. Some people just leave it closed, and there still may be someone in there. Someone may be camping, uh, and that's what's so smart in this game. The, in the end of the game, you can camp all you want, but you eventually have to move because uh, the circle. Um, yeah, basically how the concept of Battle Royale works is that you drop into uh, the map, but every like few minutes or so, there's uh, a big blue wall like grid that will kill you if you're in it. Um, so it it keeps the, the yeah, 
Right. So you have to get to these zones that are not or surrounded and it gets smaller and smaller every few minutes. And uh, you, so you have to balance your time of either looting or running towards the spot. But you also have to be smart because everyone else may be either running to the circle as well. Do you want to hold back a bit? But you can't be too far back because we won't be able to make it into the circle in time. So it's always it's keeping people moving. And uh, what a great game type. And I I can guarantee you a lot of uh, ga- this, this mode is going to be pretty much uh, emulated in a lot of upcoming probably AAA titles. Uh, so I wouldn't doubt it. I can I can see the next Ghost Recon or maybe this Ghost Recon adding that mode. Um, I don't know how they're going to manage the 100-player thing and uh, and possibly Far Cry. I don't know. I, I look forward to seeing a lot of this style, maybe even done even better. But as of right now, uh, PUBG is the king of this. And uh, also, one of the things that they're doing, which, uh, you know, this is what happens to us for being early adopters, but apparently between December 14th and the 31st, you can actually get a free copy of uh, this player Unknown's Battleground on if you buy a Xbox One X. That's a good deal. If- yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, but unfortunately, we don't get it. Now, James, you mentioned that there was a one hour, or is it one hour? Is it like, what's the trial on this? I don't know, because I bought it, so okay. I don't know how long the length is going to be on there. Usually, game preview, uh, all the games in the game hour. preview program is an hour. I don't know okay. if this is one of them that will apply for that hour. And about how long is your average match let's say if you live to the whole thing or i mean final four or whatever no no not not like maybe oh, okay. 15, 20 minutes time. yeah 20 okay. minutes. you can like die in two minutes or you can yeah. make it 15 minutes or you can be like 20, 20 minutes or 30 minutes i would say 30 minutes at most you know, okay around but that's uh, that's what's so cool about it. It's like when you're out so quickly, you can get back into a game so fast, and it's like uh, another another thing going. Other than waiting for uh, uh, your your yeah, friends to the game, yeah. or, or 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 finishing up the the game, so th- that we we find a cool opportunity to whip out the switch while we're waiting for uh, one of those friend Goose to uh, download the update uh, for his system. I mean for PUBG. And uh, we end up having like th- uh, exactly four rounds of Mario Kart uh, before he finished downloading the, pu- the PUBG update. And that was a cool little versatile uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the Switch. So it's good to have that at hand sometimes. All right. Well, anything else you guys have been playing? Mondo, you want to oh, talk uh, about Sea of Thieves Alpha? Oh, wow. What an amazing game, guys. Um this game, I finally got to play. I know uh, James was talking about this earlier. Um, we finally got to do a two-player co-op. Um, got to say, the water physics, the water looks amazing. Uh, like I told James when we were playing, if I see a shark, I'm going to drop my controller and I'm going to look away. I have a fear of sharks. That out of the way. Uh, sailing is really cool in this game. Um, I'm manning the ship, so you can say I'm kind of the captain, but not really. Um, and then you got James kind of, you know, bringing up the sail, uh, raising up the anchor so we can move. Uh, a lot of communication goes into this game when you get the uh, missions from, uh, what was that person, James? The, uh, what is he? like? Uh, this this particular alpha added, uh, uh, is a lot different than the last alpha we played in that they added mission structures and uh, right. like a kind of like a hub town where you, you get your missions and uh, get your rewards and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so you pretty much go to this kind of quest giver. There's two quest givers. It seems like they do, they offer different type of missions. And the first mission, 
is is like you have to really work together to puzzle solve these things because it show they it would pretty much give us a map of an island with an X on it. The thing is, we don't know where this island is, so we have to look in our main map that's on the ship and find like an island that has a resemblance of that shape. Uh, took us a little bit with our minds put together because we're not the brightest. Uh, <laughs> no. We're not the brightest show. <laughs> people in there uh, or we can see that complaining well. like oh it shows it on d4 like there's nothing there yeah, like, we, look like, we're looking at the map that they give us the quest map and it says d4 but we're looking d4 on the big map which is not the matching same map so we had to find that island and then, and then we got to sail to it so sailing to it is another fun aspect together i imagine with more people it gets a little bit uh i'll explain that a little bit the one i played without mondo um uh, our coordination. So once we set sail, James has the opportunity to provide his music. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can like play, uh, yeah, like your accordion or, or your uh, little banjo. You, like you can get drunk and all that stuff. You yeah. get this. Stuff, uh, but uh, yeah, sailing is not the easiest, and it's very like realistic. Uh, the water is so nice. Um, but yeah, we had to go to this island, and then we had to kind of look at the map, and then find where the X is, and then dig for this treasure. And then when we find the treasure. We had to put it back on the ship and and sail it back to the post where we got the quest. The thing is, when we have these treasures, because you can do multiple quests at the same time and have all these treasure chests on your ship, but you can't open it yet until you or cash it in until you get back into your quest giver. The thing is, it's kind of a risk reward because there's actually other players out there that can, uh, you know, take down your ship and then yeah and take your treasure and then they get to claim it for themselves without having to do anything. So there's always that worry. Another cool aspect, though, um, we went to this island, and I think James passed by a treasure chest, and I was like, "Wait, let me pick this up," even though it wasn't part of the quest. Yeah, um, we still got loot. yeah, we still get loot, so that was pretty cool. Like, hey, there was like a random chest, I picked it up, <laughs> we got that, and, and it's, yeah, it's funny ahead. since Mondo is pretty bad at parking these these sh- the ships. <laughs> Like he doesn't tell me when yeah. to where to drop the sand anchors. Uh, he'll crash into it a lot, and then the, the it'll cause uh, holes in the ship that will fill it with water and will start to sink. And you know, Mondo doesn't help me. I have to go, literally go down there and then like board up the walls from from the leaks. And then I'm manning the to, ship. Yeah, he's manning the ship. And then I, I you have to get like a bucket so you can like get the water. You have to literally pit, scoop up the water that's like that's that's uh, filling up in your ship, and then throw it outside into sea. So, uh, so we won't be when we get we we won't sink. So there's a lot of aspects. Oh, honestly, it did get better though after like oh, yeah, five crashes. After, yeah, it took a while after five crashes. So it's a, a a really good. I don't know how to explain. It. It's like an open ended, um, go on an adventure. Like, but then you gotta also is like worry about the other people. And speaking of that, uh, which is what I wanted to mention is, uh, I played. I jumped into a four player game and and. Uh, grouped up with it, I, I, they grouped me up with these uh, people from Greece, but they're speaking English. Um, they're playing, and we these this other guy, uh, other I guess pirates. Uh, he tried to raid us, but he only had two guys, so we easily took him down. But he kept on trying, right? Uh, <laughs> so we had a cannonball fight, so he jumped onto our ship, and then he actually requested a truce, like a peace. So um, he's like, "Hey, why don't we have, uh, combine our our groups, and then we can go out and." Uh, raid other ships because we have more people, and actually, what ended up happening, we actually we had a group of uh, of seven. Even though it's uh, you can only have four four in a in a party, as long as you don't you know shoot them or kill them, you can you know just friendly fire. Uh, you can actually work together. So it, this brought up a lot of like unique uh, online elements, like social elements. You can literally just like talk to somebody because it's proximity based chat. 
And if they want to join, you can have them join, but you have to worry that if they are, if they'll turn on you or not, it, it, there's so much social aspects to this game. I am very excited of the prospects of when this comes out. It's very polished already for being an alpha. I know it comes out in March, but uh, they seem to progressively be adding things every um, every alpha play session. So uh, very looking forward for towards this game. There's a lot of communication that requires to be done and also puzzle solving because Mondo and I couldn't figure out how, how many eight pieces is. But um, I figured it out though. It yeah, was in the riddle. There was we a quest. Look at the guy on the right. <laughs> yeah, one of the quests was like a riddle. Like uh, we had to go to this island, and when we got to this island, it exposed more of the riddle, saying like, "Oh, find, find the grave digger on the east end of the ship. Once you find them, it did it like in a rhyme way. I, I can't replicate yeah. it that well. It says, <laughs> oh, go eight paces to the right or something, and you'll find your treasure.' Blah blah blah. Like so, eight paces south and eight yeah. southwest. So it was like. You know, south southwest. In the- I didn't even know what south by southwest meant um, in terms of direction, and then. And then you have to read the riddle carefully because he meant from the right. So he meant the right side of the grave digger. And then he went eight eight steps. I don't know which how he got the paces down, but we found the treasure there. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this game. I think you may like this style game. I don't know um, if you're into open-ended adventure co-op, uh, Ron, but uh, you'd have to play it to kind of understand what we're talking about. Well, I can tell you. Hard man to please. Yeah, I mean, this is like the most detailed review of an alpha we've ever had. <laughs> it's pretty, it was pretty feature complete. This, is, this was a lot more uh, feature filled since compared to the last one. Last one, they just threw you in and you had uh, and you had a map and that's pretty much it. Now on this one, when you jump in, they offer like two man ships, one man ships and a whole squad four man ships. So and they all operate differently. So um, very, very, uh, very, I don't know how to explain it. It's very open-ended, and I, I really like that. Um, maybe uh, that I'll be interested in because I, I tend to like story-based games or things that give me a little more, you know, focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. But we'll see. If there's a demo or something, I'll give it a try. Cool. All right. Um, as for me, I'm continuing to play Assassin's Creed Origin. I feel like this game is going to take me forever because I'm I do every single side mission that's available, and I think I must have spent like a good four hours before I even got out of the first town or something like that. It seemed like <laughs> it, and I'm on the second town and I barely got the Assassin Blade because I was even thinking like, man, I've been playing this game for a while. And you don't even have an Assassin Blade, but I have it now and. Uh, <laughs> Has that made things easier? Um, it's just, I always liked it when you just come up on the stealth kill and you just put your blade in him. And instead, before you have the blade, he just would try to like knock him out and all that. And it just seems to take a little bit longer on the animation. And part of the reason why I'm doing the, the side quest is because you want to level up because that's how you're going to unlock your skill perks. And that's something new that they added for this game. And I like to come in and be very powerful for the situation. So, um, you know, I'm trying to do all the side quests that I can. So I like that aspect of it. Um, You also craft in here. So you have to have materials and you can either hunt animals in the game, kind of like Far Cry or dismantle your weapons for uh, more resources. So I'm going to stick with this game. I I love it, uh, but it seems like it's going to take a while. It does seem to be like a long game. Is it how is it ranking so far in comparison to the other ones? Since you're the only uh, Assassin's Creed aficionado, yeah. Here. Um, you know, it's too early to tell, but I can just I already like it a whole lot. And um, it's the thing that I'm not I'm, what's not super grabbing me is the new battle system. I still struggle with it. 
you have to press a button to lock on, which is like clicking in the right trigger. And that's not immediately intuitive to me. So I often find myself mashing and whoever's close by is going to get the attack as opposed to trying to focus <laughs> on who I need to be slashing or whatever. So I'm, I'm not good at those type of like games where you got to like parry the move and all that. I just want to mash buttons. So it's <laughs> not quite as good in that respect. Um, but well, I love definitely that. like Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, last time we were on this podcast, we mentioned that we were going through the uh, downloadable expansion for Destiny 2, which was the uh, Osiris expansion. And uh, we're pretty much done with it, James. Uh, there's not much oh, can to you give it. Me my props, Ron? Can you give me my props? Well, okay. Mondo wants props <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> For him, in in prior discussions, when initial like previews of Destiny Two were being announced, he said this game is directed at casuals, and I didn't believe him at the time. But I I, I do see that because what happens here is it's just so easy to get weapons and to get high level items, which will bring you up to the top level. That it almost takes the fun out of it. The exotics come quite often. You, if you're in a clan, you don't need to do anything. You just log in and you're going to find some things that are going to boost up your light level very quickly. And it it has taken away some of the chase and incentive for going to do these more difficult missions. And uh, so uh, going back to the uh, downloadable content, it was just basically maybe four missions and they all tend to go to the same area. And you know, it's called this infinite forest because it repeats like certain patterns. And once Mono and I finished it, there wasn't much left to it. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play the new raid layer that they added. I hear it's good, but I haven't even done the first raid because I just can't get a group together. But um, so it's fine. Uh, you know, I think the way I, I realize that I'm going to be playing with Destiny 2 is when something new comes back, I'll jump in it for a few days, give it a try, and then uh, check on out to something else. You know, technically, you could have done that in the first game too. By the way, no, but I enjoyed nah, the grind. <laughs> I enjoyed the grind. Nah, I missed nothing. It's all about the grind, and unfortunately for the DLC for D two, uh, I mean, just the overall launch for this game, they really dropped the ball. Uh, like you know, James has mentioned before, you know, it doesn't do anything for him. But for me, I, I love the grind. Uh, that's just the type of person I am. I want to play a single game. Uh, I'm not. You know, out there playing like a sh- whoops, I don't want to curse, <laughs> like an abundance of games. So I like to stick with one, and you know, and occasionally, you know, go here and there. But I like to come back to a game that I'm familiar with, and you know, it's worth playing, worth the grind. Destiny Two doesn't do that. It, it just kind of gives you everything. Just say here, have fun. Um, I I know James likes that aspect. Like here, you know, beat the game, move on. I, I kind of miss the old grindy ways where it's like, hey, I, I got to do the raid because it gives you a certain item that you can't get normally. Yeah, um, playing the game uh, on its own or doing certain heroic strikes. It, it was just going back there and just, you know, t- attempt after attempt after attempt. This one, it's, it's, I, I did the raid. Nothing from that raid gear, nothing from that raid weapon that I got makes the raid either easier. It doesn't benefit me in the story, doesn't benefit me when I'm doing like these, uh, uh random missions. It's really, it's really plain. It's really, Ah, like, like I hate to use that word, but it's very, it's very not special. Yeah, it's not special. Yeah, it, it's really, really geared towards casuals, and I'm just like, there has to be a middle ground where it can get to the point where it should be grindy, but not that much. But I think they just said, hey, you know what? 
uh, it's a popular game. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And right now it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, this week they actually uh, launched the Donning, which is the holiday-themed event. I may pop in there, but I don't know that it's going to drastically change things. Okay. Um, so we'll see. But uh, let's move on to some news of the week, guys. We're getting long in time, but I think we can blast out a couple of news stories here. Um, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection was announced. I'm very excited about this. Um this is, apparently it's going to bundle 12 games, which is just about all the Street Fighters that I can think of here. Uh, they don't have the EX collection or the 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 3D ones. Okay. Any of the 3D ones. Yeah. yeah. They seem to have distanced themselves from that. But you have, going back as far as Street Fighter 1, 2, Champion Edition, Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter, or Super Street Fighter 2, and then Turbo version of that. All three alpha games, and then the three variations of Street Fighter Three. Uh, but the, what is kind of disappointing, but I understand why, is that only four of these are going to have a multiplayer online, mm-hmm. and uh, that's Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Alpha Three. I wish Apple Two, Alpha Two would have had it, but they don't. And then Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Uh, guys, I'm day one on this. My joystick is working; it's ready to go. Um, I'm in on this. Which one is you guys most excited to play? On the Switch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Get out of here with that. You're not playing online then. No, what do you mean? It has online? online? Yeah, it has it online. It has online? Well, nobody plays yeah. that crap. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, the, what is it? 10 million sold already of the system? Yeah, just nobody. Nobody buys that nah, system. Nah, nah. Who nah. plays online, though? That's the thing. For, for Switch, we I'm did. saying. We did. We played Mario Kart 8 online. Yeah, we're waiting for it. Yeah, works okay. fine. Well, um, I know you guys. You'll probably double dip and get both versions. Probably, <laughs> because it would look great on the big screen. And you know what, too, for the you know because the, the older games are in a square screen format. They have the uh, cabinet artwork along the side that fills up the frame. I honestly wish, though, because uh, the best game on there is obviously uh, Alpha Three. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wish it was honestly the console version of Alpha Three rather than the arcade version. Um, simply for the fact of content there's like twice as many characters in the console version and they offered the world tour mode the dramatic yes. battles uh the the what do you call it the, um, the um, remix soundtrack uh the yeah. i forgot what they called it at the time it wasn't called remix but they had the two versions of the soundtrack uh and the clearly the the balance the latest balance patch or whatever that was made for it at the time uh so kind of happy that they are coming out with it but kind of sad that they didn't port the console version you, you know what's think... sad though the um in asia they're getting the all english they're not getting their full japanese version over there oh wow so they're... it's not called zero <laughs> nope it's called out <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> interesting yeah so um did they give a release date on this uh may 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 yeah, 2018 so super hyped on that and yeah. is that for and the uh, was a forty bucks? That's a fair, I think, for all yeah, those games, and especially oh, yeah. since they never ported that first Street Fighter onto anything. It's kind of nice to have just to play around with because that game is impossible. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think it only came to Virtual Console. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, that game was impossible as well. And and then if you landed one Fireball Hadouken. It was like super OP and it would take like more than half your energy. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard to pull off. 
And then it featured Ginger Ryu. Oh, yes, with the ballet shoes. <laughs> yeah, with the ballet shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Tippy towing his way to victory. All right. Uh, next one is going back to movies for a bit. Guys, I wanted to get your take on this. An alternative to movie paths has emerged called Cinema, only spelled with an S. Now, let's see. Let me pull up the website here. Now, here's the thing. One of the things that I find a little bit disappointing about MoviePass is that you cannot reserve your tickets. Well, on this one, it does. And also, again, going back to MoviePass, you you never get access to 3D or IMAX, nor do they give you the option to like maybe pay a couple of bucks more, pay what the difference would have been. You just can't do it. it all are, They're all 2D screenings. Now, it this, this cinema includes all that. Now, you can only see one IMAX or 3D movie. And by the way, James, I know you love this. It includes 4DX as well. Uh, <laughs> but you can only choose one a month. And here's the, here's the big drawback of it, is that you can only do on the base plans two movies per month. So, you know, at first glance, I'm like, I don't know. This is two movies. But then I was asking myself, like, you know, how, what is my average of the times that I use movie ticket? Or movie pass, and I think I'm about two. So you know, this the pricing is a little bit more. It's fifteen bucks a month. You're gonna get two tickets, and one of them can be used towards IMAX or 3D. What do you guys think of this? And is this gonna get you to switch by chance? Uh, not for me, uh-huh. but uh, it's interesting. I think maybe if it would benefit more if it was during a time frame where there's a lot of IMAX-esque movies, possibly in the summer. Um, but uh, the draw, the draw, there's too much drawbacks for me to warrant the price. I really don't see myself picking this up. Um, yeah. I'm not huge on 3D movies. I'm not huge on IMAX. Just give me my, ver- my give me my standard, you know? I'm okay with and, that. I'm, and another thing, I'm too, really fancy. It's, I know that you, may, uh, you, you only watch maybe two average, but uh, for Papi Mondo and I, that's that's on the low end for us yeah. because uh, these. Uh, what's nice about the the pass is that it will make you want to go see more because you're not paying for it. That's so true. Yeah, you get to see more often or the ones that are out there. So uh, that's a bit a, a major a major on the side for movie pass. Well, and you bring up a good point, which is. The only thing that kind of got me going in this because I did want to see uh, Star Wars in IMAX, but it, it, aside from that, right now, you're right. There's not much going for it. Maybe in the summer when all these big movies get announced that are blockbusters, you might want to consider it. But yeah, I think you bring up some good points there. The, or just get it for one month so for Star Wars and then you can cancel it after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then they're like $10 off or whatever. Yeah, fair or enough. $15 off. Well, like you guys said, you know, just pick it up in the summer, go watch Avengers, go watch Deadpool, go watch the movies that are going to be IMAX worthy and then just cancel. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, Let's see. One more thing I wanted to mention is uh, we haven't mentioned this for a while, but, uh, you know, I always ask for show feedback and you can send that at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. We haven't received any for a while. That's okay. I want to give people a chance to send it again. You never know. Maybe I got lost in the mail. I don't know. Um, but I did want to point out that uh, it had been a while, and I decided to check into our uh, I, iTunes reviews, and we had a couple of reviews that I wanted to point out 
Now, I apologize, by the way, for getting to them late because some of these date back to uh, July. <laughs> but, uh, you know, James, let me know if these are all your friends here that are helping us out and giving us great reviews here. But <laughs> well, we got one from Facehugger, who I know provides our wonderful intro and outro music. So thank you for that. And he says he loves the structure and uh, their takes on pop culture and games. Keep up the good work. And the next one comes from Chuyuk323. And he says, I enjoy listening to you guys. Keep up the good podcast. Don't know who that is. Nice. <laughs> All right. And that was from October. So uh, Chuyuk, I hope you're still listening and uh, appreciate you taking the time to review us on iTunes. Yeah, thank you. Man. Thank you. Big one, shout out to you. Yeah, this one is from Rev V Quick. And he says, Earthquake. oh, you know him? I might. Okay, well, whether you know him or not. I mean, I mean you said, James, can you tell me if these are your friends? <laughs> Apparently, Mondo doesn't have any. So I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> well, it may or may not be Mondo's friend, but we still appreciate the feedback anyway. This is on October 29th. And he said, I truly enjoy hearing their opinions on the different topics they cover. So thank you, Rev Quick. Um, for the comments, and I hope you're still listening. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and uh, Mondo's a good friend, so go ahead and uh, continue to be his friend. <laughs> <laughs> I need friends. <laughs> okay. But I got you two. You guys are more than enough. Oh, thank you, Mondo. We appreciate it. So uh, anything else you guys want to mention? Uh, I'd like to usually thank Facehugger for the music, and uh, continue to love his, uh, listen to his stuff if you like his music. And let's see, you know, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, Easy Operations Podcast. And, you know, you can leave comments. We post here and there. I was posting a lot last week. Um, not this week. I may not or may uh, due to the uh, holidays coming up. And I wish everyone a happy holiday this coming Monday, I believe. Yeah, that's Monday. <laughs> okay. Um, and next week, guys, I think one of the things, the ideas that I had was uh, to have a kind of an end-of-year wrap-up. And we've been keeping track on our list, and if you haven't, now's your chance to update it. But we've been keeping track of the games that we've passed in uh, 2017. I thought it would be interesting to run down that list and perhaps pick a favorite or pick our game of the year um, as a nice way to close out the uh, the year. What do you think? Player Unknown Battleground? Well, uh, oh yeah. Crap, I guess you guys have already <laughs> named it there, apparently. We don't need to do Shaw's canceled, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. That's I'll be down for that. Yeah, that'd be great. Alright. What about that list? Okay. <laughs> right well, on your forehead. That's gonna do it for us guys. You guys have a great holiday and have a great night. <laughs>